All right, here we go. It is Duffcast 2021. Ooh. I want to change the name. I'm you never did for, a test. I, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay. You sound great. You sound fantastic. You sound <laughs> like a brand new year, Julie. Ooh. Like a shiny new year filled with nothing but possibilities. And please, God, don't let me look back on this with regret. Whoa, what? Like it did last year. We probably had the same kind of vibe when we opened 2020. Like, you know, here we go. It's going to be great. What was the regret thing? We probably, like, uh, you know, called it the big 2020 Duffcast. And then, you know, look where we ended up. Well, there's been, it's, been a, it's been a heck of a year. Is this the time for our year in review, or let's look ahead to what's coming in 2021? Both. So it's, what's the date today? <laughs> We're already losing track. It's January. January 3rd. So it's Sunday, January 3rd. We made it past the holidays. Ooh, ooh. This was a particular thing for you to get past the holidays. You felt the stress that most normal people feel because you couldn't get together with people and you didn't want to disappoint anybody and you wanted to make it special for people and that was prohibitive this particular season. Yeah. It, you know, people did all different kinds of things, but we played it safe and Kathy Adams posted something about, I kind of, I don't know, I should find it, but it's something about how, um, well, I might look for it actually. <laughs> okay. Well, Julie's <laughs> looking for a quote. Um, yeah, th- I can tell that you suffered, uh, some family members, some friends, how to get together with them, whether to get together with them. Um, and it's so funny because uh, everybody, has approached all of this and the safety element and even the definition of quarantine, I noticed, in a very, very different way. Totally. And, um, and Wait, even I found you, it. Oh, sorry. Even you and I, I think, approached this in a different way. Then what? Than each other. What? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I went to bars. <laughs> you mean you enjoy it way more than I do? Is that what you mean? I mean, I didn't suffer it as much as you did either. Both. Well, because you enjoy it. (laughs) (laughs) So Kathy posted this. The uncertainty is at an all-time high, but women feel tasked to carry on and find as much holiday spirit as possible. It's a new kind of exhaustion, less about busy party season and more about staying optimistic and figuring out new ways to find joy. Ah, here we go. No, 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 no. Actually, I can't. Did she actually say that? It might be one a quote of hers. So, I, I don't like to do the woman, women, men, woman, man thing. But I did. I agree with that so much. It typically there's a lot more festivities for the holidays, and yes, women are typically. In charge of that. Yeah, I don't think you have to tread lightly on yeah. that. that that's and, a reality. Yeah, and, and I felt, you know, where, I don't know, you and George were kind of like, fine, great. You know, uh, it, it doesn't make sense to get together with people in a room, um, inside, you know, seven or eight of us. It's a bummer, but it, it just doesn't make sense. And, and, and you, were, you, could, you were able to let it go at that. And I was bummed and felt bad 
almost the entire, I mean, not in the margins, but like as soon as Christmas Day was over, I felt this sense of relief because I wasn't letting anyone down anymore. Wow. And then um, there was a little bit of, there was a moment of pressure about New Year's. I mean, not that anything was going to happen, but just kind you of were really, you were feeling that bad was yeah. about not getting together with really good friends who we've always gotten together with. And um, anyway, I I miss, genuinely miss certain parts of the getting together. I mean, you know, there are parts of the holidays that are my favorite things, um, you know, with certain people. And they're pretty cozy parts. Um, but... And yeah, I anyway, exhaustion is a great word. <laughs> so we came into the holidays already uh, just super weary of, you know, just having been going through this for, you know, since March. And, um, yeah, I just kind of tuckered out and uh, then just figuring out how to mentally – and physically and literally and figuratively, <laughs> you know, celebrate. Um, and then, yeah. So we we decided not to exchange gifts. And um, we bought gifts for some families in need. Um, and we're going to donate to a charity called, it's Pandemic of Love. Check it out. This woman just figured out a way to match people who wanted to help people who are struggling during the pandemic with people who need help. And it's real, it's, it's real clean there. It's not a nonprofit. No money goes through there. No waste, no, no corporate anything. No, it's, it's a little, it's all volunteers literally. So you can put, you can go on and you can say, I want to give money. I want to give $200. I'm going to give a thousand dollars or I'm going to break it up in little, you know, hundred dollar increments and I um, and they'll match you up with someone who needs what you are willing to give, and it can be your time, money. But anyway, so we decided between the three of us that we were going to do that. Yeah, Julie, George, and I. Yeah. Right, right, yeah. right, right. Um, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Am I? No, I, I mean, as as all, I think it's so different. I was just thinking about like, okay, if I'm listening, you know, it's so different if you have like little kids. And you're trying to navigate the holidays and, you know, and, and Santa and... Uh, well, and that brings, I'm sure, a whole nother, oh, a whole nother load of pressure. But also, that's where all the magic is. <laughs> that's where there's so much magic with littles and the holidays, you know, where that you know there's there's um there's a point <laughs> yeah, to right, a lot right, of right. it um where sometimes you know when you're older you're like what are we going to do I'll buy each other sweaters like we don't need anything sweaters and gift cards and, then and just return them you know <laughs> tingle toes or whatever the hell <laughs> um so i had a moment and this might be i think this is relevant so I have had a different pandemic than most people. As if you've listened, you you are aware of that. Where I have been going, going, going since March, and I was going before March. But once March hit, because I was doing a book tour and seeing a lot of clients, and once March hit and seeing clients virtually, uh, it was. I don't know, I think we figured about a dozen more people a week on top of what I thought was as many people as I could possibly see. And uh, 
And so this past week we took off. I was not working this past week, saw no clients. And for the first time, I remember we were in the city, we were walking, we were wearing masks, and I realized, oh, I feel the weight of this thing for the first time. Uh, And part of it was stepping off the treadmill. I think, you know, if you are in go mode and you're like, okay, we're, it's almost like, you know, Apollo 11. We got to put this spacecraft back together so we can get back to Earth. In a way, I feel like I've been in that mode for 10 months. And when you're in that mode, you don't have, I, I, I haven't felt like I've had the luxury in a good way of, really feeling the weight of it. You know what I mean? Like, I've had probably four or five moments where I thought, like, oh, damn, I have COVID. Like, you know, like, with with a little bit of symptom scanning or something like that. But other than that, have I felt the gravity of this on a mass scale? Have I thought what really considered? I've read consistently throughout, but somehow the number, quarter million people, quarter million Americans dead since March of this year, man, like that, that, that the weight of that hit me and picturing like all these people trying to navigate the rest of this year, the holidays, the rest of their lives, you know, like, and, um, and, and so many people who are like, you know, good God, um, a friend of Julie's has a daughter who is a nurse, um, in an ICU in California, in LA County. And to hear her describe what's going on now, it sounds as bad as anything that was going on in New York in April. It sounds horrifying. Um, So, you know, I felt that, too. I feel like, you know, man, this has been this has been a true nightmare for so many people. So, I I mean, I, I, I remember you saying that. That it just hit you, and then, you know, but you, I mean, you have been clearly, you've been very well aware of the mental stress on a daily basis that it's ha- that it's having on people because you, you know you your clients ever everyone's a mess you just keep saying oh my god everyone's falling apart everyone's falling apart so like what do you mean I think I know what you mean like I fell just, apart for a minute yeah, yeah. Uh, you I, I, so I can I know I know what's going on I've I've been working with it and you know and trying to help people navigate it and that's different than navigating it you know what I mean that's um, in, in a to be frank. And I think most therapists, if anybody is a therapist that's listening, let me know. But I bet you'll agree with me that, you know, like if you've been working and you are either frontline or I'm going to call myself like second line, you know, like if you're, if right. you're, if you're, but if, like in teachers too, I, you know, and grocery store workers, I think anybody who's been um, not in the house, you know, like I think there's been this dichotomy where you're either bored to death and sick of your family and worried about the next paycheck, or you're called to work and you're in harm's way to some extent, right? An awful lot of people are working with COVID patients or right. they are bagging the groceries of somebody who has a dry cough. And, you know, um, yeah. you know uh, so I, I, an awful lot of people have, courage feels different right now, you know? Um, we were checking out at Trader Joe's a couple days ago, maybe. And I remember thinking, like, I don't think I'd do this job right now. Just just the, the working in the aisles, checking out, 
Um, you know, and, and, and I've just been more attentive to that because I've had this like row of days off and I've been watching people and I've just felt it myself. I felt the, uh, the loop of like, I, I'm not sure what I'm supposed to do with myself. I haven't felt that in a long, yeah, long yeah. time. Right. Right. Well, part of it is, yes, is you literally kind of just probably came up for air in have had you haven't had any time to look around and just kind of feel normal life and um you don't yeah i mean that's a whole different thing but john if you're, if you're coming to see me this week i am really looking forward to seeing you and talking to you because yeah i it, it works for me to get back in the rhythm oh yeah yeah um so yeah so I think it's noteworthy. I, that, that, that is one thing that, that's been on my mind is um, there are people within families, you and I, um, and a lot of people, a lot of couples that I'm working with, a lot of families that I'm working with that have had such wildly different experiences of this thing. Um, even kids. I'm working with a couple of families where some kids go to Catholic school and some kids go to public school. The Catholic school kids have been going most of the time, almost all the time, you know, whereas their siblings are like at home an yeah. awful lot of the time. It's um, it's trippy, you know what I mean? Like their experiences of this are wildly different. And, you know, the questions that we are being confronted with, you know, like I don't remember another time where we have collectively been confronted with this series daily of especially during the holidays, man, of these moral and ethical dilemmas of what's the right thing to do? How far do you step out of any, like, CDC protocols or WHO protocols? And, you know, what what makes sense, what doesn't? Do you yeah, just... it, it, sometimes it's, it's kind of a hard call. And, and then, yeah, you, there's the combination of being safe and knowing that you know people are really sad who you're not you know getting together with and you feel sad that you're not seeing people and um i feel that for the first time too by the way i've been so busy that when i haven't been at work i've been just tired and doing other things to kind of keep me going working out a little bit and reading a little bit and and um i haven't i've now realize what it feels like to miss people yeah. <laughs> you know what i mean and there's a lot of people i love that i miss and to hug people you know like that's we we've talked about a friend of ours who is a the the hug machine and this has got to be wretched for him yeah for, yeah it it, it it kind of you know i keep saying it, you lose your you kind of lose your bearings and your context so we find our context within our the work that we do and the relationships that we have um you know the people that we see the conversations and you know you um i mean i do a lot of different things but i don't have a regular schedule so um i sometimes lack context anyway, <laughs> but really not being able to 
you know, have those connections, those social connections, those relationships, family gatherings. Um, I, I said, like, you know, even though, so John, George, and I were together for two weeks straight, which was amazing, so fun. And we have our little downtown getaway now, so we were kind of back and forth, so that was super fun. Although also there's something, you know, there's something sort of sedentary about the holidays that can be a welcome relief at some point, but then at it, then it gets it can get also like, you know, I, oh, we all feel I can't it. eat it, anymore like or a, drink anymore, you know, it, sit anymore or watch anymore TV. You know, it's like I'm going to just – I'm a blob. But um, everything's got its tipping point, and that yeah. did as well, yeah. for sure. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember what I was anyway. Um, well, your, your your point is a good one, actually, oh, no, because I, I you're thought, talking about context, well, right? So, and, I, and I, I even thought, even though we decided we weren't going to exchange gifts, you know, I had a lot of moments where I, I'm like, I am I being a bad mom? Am I being a bad, you know, like a bad keeper of the holiday, you know, experience by letting, even though you guys were like, fine. And we're all agreed. And we talked about it, you know, more than once. Um, we felt like we had really good reasons. I still like, we, we exchanged with my, uh, Mike and Nancy and Jack and Grace, our, my, uh, John's brother and his wife and, um, my niece and nephew, our niece and nephew. And that was like such kind of a blessing because we had a reason to shop and we had presents to open, you know, seriously, like on Christmas day, we had nothing. We were downtown. We had a giant poinsettia and lights on the balcony, but we didn't get a Christmas tree. Again, we very intentional. And actually we, we didn't decide to the last minute where we were going to be in in the city or in, in, in our house. So we decided to go in the city and it was super fun. But anyway, you just kind of, I, you're just always, it's hard not to just second guess yourself all the time during this pandemic and then, you know, holidays to boot. So this isn't much of a pivot, but um, to your point and Kathy's point, it is striking to me the degree to which women hold the cards and the responsibility of creating that joy, those connections, um, rarely, if ever, are do men take on that responsibility. And, you know, I suspect at the core, because we do not create the joyful experiences, we actually end up paying the price for that. You know what I mean? Like, th- there might be a book about that somewhere down the Ooh. road. Wait, so this is kind of funny. So I, I realized I had this inertia. You know, I had Christmas inertia. <laughs> um, and I talked to my mom a few Which, days. by the way, is our new holiday single. And it's coming out, <laughs> it's coming out in February just for everyone to be miserable. Um, so, yeah, some people dealt with it by, you know, upping the ante and decorating more and buying more presents and like, you know, really diving in and baking more cookies, which again, I felt guilty about that. You know, you, you make a decision and you feel good about it. Hannah, who I talked to today, her stuff's been up for two months. Yeah. More than two months. I mean, that's not my jam anyway. I don't, um, but in our house, I, I think our house looks really cute on the outside. We never did get a tree. I was going to do that. We came back to this, to the, this sounds so goofy. We came back to the house with George, and I thought we were going to stay there for the, you know, for the for Christmas. 
And I was going to get a tree and stuff. But anyway, shoot, what was I saying? I had Christmas, oh, I had Christmas inertia. So I talked to my mom a few days before. I'm, you know, I'm like, hey, mom, I feel so bad. You know, I, I just kind of been checked out. But, you know, and I had talked to her, too, about donating to this charity and not exchanging gifts, not sending, you know, goofy, silly presents in the mail, but really helping people who need help. And she liked that. This year more than any yeah, other year. But so we were touching base again. I'm like, mom, you know, I, I feel bad. I really, I, I haven't sent anything. I, I was going to send you this and I didn't. I was going to send you that and I didn't. And she was kind of like, well, it is kind of nice to have a present, you know. So anyway, we came up with this great idea to have a Christmas Eve. My mom and dad were planning to go to church on Christmas Day and then have breakfast with one of the priests, Father John, who they love. And um, COVID John. COVID, COVID, yeah. <laughs> Any, anyway, I, listen, my parents have been, uh, they live in a retirement community, independent living, and they've been, they've been kind of out and about. I mean, masked and careful, but I'm so grateful for that. And I don't, I, I'm grateful I don't feel responsible for the decisions they make at 80, whatever they are. Seven. Seven. I'm grateful for everything they go out and do. And I'm, I'd rather that. You know them sitting. I'd rather not have them just sitting in a room. Forget that. So anyway, um, they had plans for Christmas Day. So Christmas Eve, we have. Um, they're good friends with a lot of our friends and know them well. And this one family, our good friends, the Collinses, you've heard us talk about them. We decided let's do a virtual happy hour with the Collinses and maybe play a game. You know, and then trying to figure out the logistics of a, playing a game virtually and getting my parents to be able to do it. I, I told George, I'm like, I'm going to start crying. <laughs> but anyway, we figured out a way to do it. And my brother Dave, we reached out to him too. And my mom literally was so excited to have something to do. She's like, you saved Christmas. I'm like, oh, my gosh. That is so ironic because I feel like I'm ruining everyone's Christmas. Anyway, so Christmas Eve, we go out shopping, which was fun um, for our exchange. Um, and then with Mike and Nancy and Jack and Grace. And it was kind of a fun, like, you know, it was really fun to get for me anyway, to get out and shop. And um, so we get back and we're going to have this happy hour. So we get on Zoom, and our friends, the Collinses, they were all just on one screen, so they were kind of far away, um, but they were all there. And then my brother gets on, and he's literally sideways. Like, I have never seen that on a Zoom call. To us, anyway, it he's happens sometimes, sideways. For sure, yeah. And then my parents get on, and my mom... Um, you can see like three quarters of her face, but you can't see my dad at all. So, you know, I'm sure everyone's had, there's a million Zoom calls that go down like this. Your mom looks like she's in the witness protection program. So I thought like we'd all, like her voice is going to be masked. Th- I thought all of our faces would be number one, straight, number two, like up close so that we could all kind of communicate. But anyway, then um, all of a sudden, my parents kind of disappear, but you can see my dad walking around in the kitchen. My mom had gotten like a little coughing jag, which she does because she has allergies. But what happened was she they our tradition is to make homemade egg rolls on Christmas Eve, and they're amazing. My mom decided to heat up the oil to test one. Then the Zoom call started. She forgot. She Because of her allergies, she doesn't taste or smell very well. So the, their apartment filled with smoke. So that's how our, so that's what was happening. They were walking around opening windows. My mom was 
you know, couldn't catch our breath. They had an emergency. And that was our Zoom sure. call. And Dave, my brother Dave, lost. We all froze, and he just got off. He left. So that so the, the magical Christmas Zoom happy hour, my mom and dad almost perished. <laughs> it was a nightmare. It was like just best laid plans, man. Oh, my God. And I, I bet everybody listening has some weird story to tell about how they tried to make something happen in the last couple of weeks that went somewhat sideways. And then um, I'll bet everyone as well has some story to tell of how this was a unique holiday, holiday season, and this part You'll never forget, you know, like uh, well, after Chris, oh. after all that on Christmas yeah. Day, um, it, after my brother and I went to see my mom, Julie and George and I were kind of just in our place downtown, and we were like, you know what, it's really cold out, but if we bundle up, let, we could walk to Wrigley Field and see where the Cubs play. Yeah, so that's my that's been my thing downtown. I just bust out the door and just walk. Like one day I walked. You know, just all the way down to Michigan Avenue. I just, you know, you guys were, I don't know what you were doing, watching something? Um, anyway, so yeah, Christmas Day, it was, like, cold. But I said, let's walk to Wrigley. And you guys were like, what? Yeah. And it was great. It was really so fun great. to walk to Wrigley. And we tell stories and remember a lot of good times there. And, you know, like, you're walking past um, people who are masked and you know like um it, it's cool i i had this somebody asked me this morning um on, on a radio thing um one of the hosts asks um hey how do you how do you get people to find any hope or any positivity in the midst of all this and he went on and gave, gave some statistics about all the horrible things that were going on and i remember thinking um Oh, what my clients and I probably talk about more than anything else is masks and how most people wear them, you know, and and how lovely a gesture that is, you know, like how remarkable it is that we hear about this thing, right, That is, and we... We learn how to prevent it, and we hear an awful lot about people who aren't doing that, right? So, you keep um, talking. I'm really gonna. I'm gonna go turn off the heat because I can't breathe. Julie's yeah. turning off the heat, so I'm gonna finish my mask story. Um, so, you know, one one of the places I get hope is that most people are are not um, selfish, and you know whether you whether you are all in on this as a pandemic, whether you believe this is an abject outright hoax. If you're wearing a mask, that's pretty cool, you know. Um, and and, and uh, so I really I, I I think that's one point point of of hope. And um, I've talked before on the podcast about like just these little like nods, like this these nods of recognition that people give one another, like almost like hey, we'll, we'll be all right, we'll make it through it, you know. Like they, they say a lot. Um, and I like I like stuff like that. I like these little gestures. And big picture, I think we're living in an amazing age where um, a vaccine that would normally take the better part of a decade to put together, now two pharmaceutical companies have created a successful 
vaccine that is being widely distributed, and there is actually hope at the end of this thing. You know, um, I, I think that's just friggin' miraculous, man. I mean, so you know, I I don't want to dismiss the pain. I don't want to dismiss the loss. I don't want to dismiss the loss of human life. I don't want to dismiss the loss of jobs and all of the things that families have lost along the way here and will continue to lose for quite some time. But, you know, the idea that, you know, there's been enough collaboration and you can argue that it's in the name of, you know, uh, money, you know, or whatever, but it's still happening, you know. And Wait, what there, do you mean money? The pharmaceutical companies are typically driven oh, by, oh, oh, you know. I by, didn't know. I didn't know what the collaboration was referring to. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I, I think that, um, it would be, we'd be remiss to, um, to dismiss either ends of the bell curve of a pandemic, right? So you can't dismiss the wretchedness of it all, right? You can't do that. Um, you also can't dismiss what you're walking away with once it's all said and done, you know, and... I don't think it's that far out in the future that it's all said and done, which is absolutely stunning. You know what I mean? And I think just that gives me this appreciation for what it feels like to be free, to not be afraid, to um, to know your family is healthy by and large. It's cool. You know, like yeah. it's, it's, it's amazing this is happening. No, I've had moments, I'm sure everybody has, if, they're, if they've skated this so far that where you thought, you know, where I thought, oh, I, I have it for sure. Or, you know, we, George and Lauren and and I got tested before Thanksgiving and I was like, you know, once you get a test, it's like, what are the chances all three of us are negative? Please just let that be the case. You know, just please let us get together. So it does give you an appreciation for, you know, I don't have it. Like I got you know, sat, I got to sit outside with our friends and, you know, and you have a deeper appreciation for that. And I didn't get sick. You, I, you know, I would, even though sometimes we all thought we, we were symptom scanning and thought we did. Um, but, and, and we have gotten to spend a ton of time with our kiddo, which has been heaven. Yeah. Yeah. So you don't want to, you don't want to miss that part either. Right. You know, but I do think we, um, yeah, so moving forward. Oh, so what were like, what are a couple, I guess that's a huge positive for the year. Um, just the slowing things down and kind of a renewed appreciation for what, uh, our way of life typically looks like and a new appreciation for our friendships. And I kind of, you know, I've had a, like a reconnection and a recalibration with some of my girlfriends because, you know, we we realized, you know, we're we spent all this time avoiding each other. Um, you know, <laughs> let's let's not do that. You know, or let let's find a different way to remember to connect because it it feels again for a lot of people very disorienting. It's it's you lose your bearings, and 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 I would start to feel like. Am I a terrible friend? Like I, like I think I asked you once, and I'm so sorry if I said this on the last podcast because I don't remember. But like I was like, am I a good 
person? You know, you literally, when you don't have any context, <laughs> you know? Yeah, I think it's, I, I think it does make it tough. Um, on the flip side, you know, you're asking for positives. On the flip side, I am a good person. <laughs> and you are a good person. And um, I, I know a lot of families who have connected in ways they and I never could have imagined they would do, you know? So um, because they've spent so much time together and I've encouraged them like, you know, hey, don't, don't assume your 15-year-old doesn't have an opinion about the pandemic, about politics, about the football season, about whatever, you know what I mean? About music, about whatever's on your mind. Um, and don't assume that about your nine-year-old either, you know, or your 22-year-old. And a lot of people have been really on that. And, you know, people, I think families are, many, many families are connected in a deeper way than they ever, ever possibly would have been otherwise, just by virtue of the fact that they've spent that much time together. So whatever hat you're usually wearing around your family, eventually, if it's something that is um, in any way not entirely authentic, um, you eventually let that hat go and you're just goofy in yourself and, you know, or brilliant in yourself and you... Um, let your family see you. And you know what I mean? Like that's no small thing. I, I think that a lot of long-term damage has been repaired in a lot of ways. In some, yeah, in some cases. <laughs> right. And probably, no, no, not in all cases. And there's probably a lot of, in some case I've called, I've also had more crisis calls. Yeah. To I mean, certain people, certain family, like, right. All relationships have, have a rhythm and, if it's been very interrupted, and sometimes that means you're with people way more than you ever would be, and sometimes you don't see people that you typically belong with, and um, both can um, be a huge test. <laughs> yeah. Um, so moving forward. Well, moving forward, what I was thinking is, you know, one thing you recognize on January 3rd is uh, that little click of the clock does not mean much, right? It, 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 it gives you an opportunity to reset and reevaluate and oh, I'll take it though. Make I mean, your resolutions, but it does feel different this year than any other year, doesn't it? That like the idea, 2020 does feel like um, a year unlike any other year, and I gotta think this one is gonna be different. And I, man, do I say better? Yeah. Okay. Of course. We we we, we always expect better. <laughs> yeah, why not, right? Yeah. No, I'm I'm relieved the holidays are um past just for the Were we talking about that? Yeah. Oh. Because um yeah, and because I I'm ready for just, you know, get back in a routine. Yeah, I think a lot of people are. And, and some people never broke routine, I would Right, imagine. and set some goals. And we did that with John, George, and I kind of said some things out loud, which was good. That just felt, even just doing that felt, um, you know, felt uh, like bearing, felt bearings giving. <laughs> I wonder how many people feel exactly like you do, like they don't have their bearings. I've heard that from a lot of people. I've, I I have been straight up dizzy 
And um, I've noticed there's when there's a day that there's, oh, we're going to get up. We got to go this and do that. You know, I feel better. How's your sense of smell? <laughs> Good. <laughs> I'm, you know, and, and just clear headed. And then just I think sometimes not having a plan or not, you know, just sitting around makes you feel literally dizzy. <laughs> Yeah, right. This does feel like a good year for resolutions. Uh, What I've been encouraging in people, by the way, if they're going to go that route, um, I was talking about vision boards this morning. And, um, you know, like that, I love those as it turns out, you know, like, and I've actually, since you and I did them and talked about it on the podcast, I've encouraged a lot of people to do them who've taken me up on it. We should totally do that. But, um, but, any plans that you make, I encourage you to make like, instead of saying, this is what I want to do this year, I, I, I'm i moving the goalpost closer because you don't know what the whole year looks like. I would encourage people to take it month to month to month. That's what I've been doing all year long is like, don't bite off more than you can chew here. Just decide what, how you want the next four weeks to look and manifest that. And no, I like that. I like that. that yeah. Break it down because... You know, um, if we had done that at the beginning of 2020, I think we all would have been off by by a margin. No, I know. We kind of did a year. I was like, let's just talk about how this year went um, last night because I – such a blur. But, yeah, we were kind of rocking and rolling at the beginning. <laughs> oh, just the like year. A, yeah, and then, yeah. Anyway, there's been huge blessings and um, – I just generally feel, you know, a kind of exhaustion, (laughs) but I'm looking forward to like undoing that, like, you know, just kind of moving and shaking, shaking the cobwebs off. Yeah. I think a lot of people probably feel that way. Yeah. Yeah. So happy new year to everyone. And we hope you're healthy and happy and, um, that you're getting your bearings and getting your vaccinations. Let's go, man. Oh yeah, I mean, John gets to get one. Yeah, I'm getting one uh, soon. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna register tonight. Um, he's a frontline worker. Well, I'm a I'm a and in the I don't I'm not a frontline worker. In fairness, um, but what are you, but you're the category of it's it's listen it's the A one category and it's like you know the way everyone's working mental directly health is, with, the, right. with the public and um, yeah the way people's mental health is I think it's actually appropriate that therapists are in that first wave. Yeah, for um, sure. But uh, I would say one thing I'm reading uh, today is that um, people are not attending to where they fall or are not going to get vaccinated. My God, man, this is a friggin' miracle. Go get vaccinated. Let's, let's eradicate this thing. Oh, yeah, first step. That's a good, like, first step for everybody. Find out how you find out when and where you're supposed to get vaccinated. Because, I I mean, like, my mom didn't know. You know, I have a friend who lives in – her parents live in a retirement community, and they put the word out. They completely orchestrated the whole thing. My parents' place doesn't. They're in different states. Every state's different. Um, My sister-in-law signed up. They live in Lake Forest. She signed up. And, I, I mean, I didn't even know you were supposed to sign up. So find out what you're supposed to do. You know, so I know if you are here in Chicago, um, chicago.gov uh, slash city slash 
en slash sites s-i-t-e-s slash covid19 dash vaccine holy cow that'll that'll get you there um and i know that you can go to cdc i've got dot gov um to find um to find where you go to find where you go <laughs> so okay so we'll put that in our always very brief de- podcast description i'll put those two all right cool websites in there yeah let's get vaccinated man i want to see you guys at the big reveal of our new podcast name this summer (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah please let's get vaccinated and so we can go to a cubs game let's do it all right uh happy 2021 everybody happy 2021 here's the best to you all um love you guys love you honey love you honey talk to you soon